welcome to Chapter Chats with D&D. I'm Denise. And I'm David. And we are once again with Offbeat Times, and this is Chapter 2. Um, our book is... Hounded by Kevin Hearn. Yep. Um, so, what did you think about this one? Or do you want to do a quick intro to it? Uh, sure. So I, I like this one. I'm not usually down for a whole lot of the urban fantasy. Um, it's it's a little too, I don't want to say happy-go-lucky, but it's it's too conversational, I guess. Uh, and I'm, I'm a, more of a fan of epic fantasy. But this one was pretty good. I, I like Kevin Hearn's style. Um, so for this book specifically, it starts off the series, uh, The Iron Druid Chronicles, um, where... A druid from, uh, I guess it'd be, what, Bronze Age, England, or so. Not great with history, you've got this. (laughs) uh, Is the last druid, and he has uh, bound his aura with cold iron so that he can hide from the fae because he has managed to tick off one uh, uh, one of the gods from the Celtic pantheon. Which, not hard. Gods are so fickle. Yeah, especially in in this series, they're they're real fickle. Um, but so he's he set up shop in uh, Tempe, Arizona. So he is visited by the Morrigan, which is the Whoa. goddess of death. Oh, yeah, and um, he has to uh, wrap up his beef with his main competitor in the uh, in the pantheon while dealing with witches, werewolves, and vampires, yep. and of course the fae. Yeah. yeah, this one checks most of the boxes. Um, so, um, how would you rate this? I actually really like this series. I'll give it. A, I'll give it four deadheads. I would too, but I like urban fantasy. I like the conversationalism. So we'll get into that in just a minute. So, um, here is our spoiler alert. So. We will be covering things that happen in this book more in depth and going definitely into some spoilers. Mm-hmm. So first off, characters, what'd you think? I think Oberon is my favorite. That's his wolfhound. Who uh, talks to him. Yes, and... they have a psychic <laughs> bond. And uh, Atticus, our main character, the druid, has taught him how to speak. And uh, whenever he's home alone, he uh, watches movies. And so he'll occasionally take up little bits from the movies he's watched. He likes to embody different conquerors. And right now he's on mm-hmm. Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's, he's pretty awesome. I will say that. He's adorable and loyal and just everything you want in a dog. Honestly. Um, mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> I just, I love the movie references too, where he's all like, <laughs> He'll say something from a movie. He's like, I knew I should let you like watch The Wizard of Oz. Because <laughs> our main guy, Atticus, has a real thing against witches, which is justified in his history because um, one of his friends was killed by a witch. She like mm-hmm. exploded his heart. Yeah. So makes sense. I get it. Um, <laughs> Giving a witch access to any of your bodily anything, hair, skin, blood, saliva, anything like that is just not a great idea. And uh, that comes up a lot in in the book, and so he uh, has to be extremely cautious because there's a uh, a coven in Tempe, and that he at the beginning is like they have a kind sort of, of truce. Yes, I guess. yes, he puts up with them, and they put up with him, kind of thing. 
and the fact that they do jobs for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think Oberon is amazing, but I think Atticus might be my favorite. I like that he has been around this long, Mm -hmm. has adapted so much, and is sassy. I like sassy characters. (laughs) They just, I, you know, I just relate to that. (laughs) And um, he, the way he deals with anyone he encounters, he's not ever rude. I mean, if he gets irritated, he will basically come for them. But he doesn't, at the end of the day, I think really want anything but to just be able to live out his life, you know? <laughs> and his across-the-street neighbor who's got it out for him. <laughs> Golly, jeez. Luckily, yeah. I don't have any bad neighbors. I also enjoy the fact that he, he has lawyers, and uh, his daytime lawyer is a werewolf, and his nighttime lawyer is a vampire. And they, uh, they both feature somewhat prominently Oh yeah, and uh, so I, it was a fun one. It do, it really does check pretty much all the boxes. I do like how much world building happened in such a short book, mm-hmm. because like yes, it's the setup book, but it like covered so much and definitely laid the groundwork, so you know what kind of characters are going to be the main characters. Because he took on an apprentice, but he was like, I like his teaching style too. He was very clear. He wanted her to see the good and the bad of it. So she mm-hmm. really knew what she was getting herself into before she was like, yeah, I want to be a druid. Yeah. So he actually has an apprentice by the end of the book, which was pretty cool. So yeah, I would say good characters. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, like, just like you already know what kind of people or entities they are. And so you like, I'm excited because I'm suspecting a lot of treacheries coming because <laughs> like they built up like a lot, like the vampire drinks his blood because it's druid. He's a druid that that's that's that old. So, you know, he's building up to something. Mm-hmm. And then it was talking about how well, the witches have been on Thor, which apparently Thor is like the least favorite god in any sort of pantheon ever. Which barring Marvel movies makes sense. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know as much about Norse mythology as I do Greek, but let me tell you, gods don't they just kind of suck and they're fickle. <laughs> well, and actually this one, I think, does a really good job of laying out the Celtic pantheon because yes. I didn't really know anything about the Celtic pantheon. And this one laid out some of the main ones, I think, fairly yes. well. Yes, and I did like the interactions between the different pantheons, basically, and mm-hmm. different religions because you have other gods. Like the one god protects him from the Celtic one, yeah. but there was a different, not death, there was a different god of death that was there at the fight they were at. Mm -hmm. So I like that interweaving of like, all the religions are real based on like, I think kind of not even how much you believe in them. They're just kind of there doing Mm -hmm. their own thing. Yeah. And so he's, he's got to deal with the, the Celtic goddess of death. And so she won't ever take him unless he takes her off. I think. She's uh, scary. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she was, she was a little bit frightening. I just don't trust gods of death. But that doesn't mean that he can't die. It's just that she won't take yeah. him. So other gods of death can. So he could die. Hopefully not anytime soon. There's quite a few books, hopefully. <laughs> um, okay, plotline-wise, what do you think? It was good. I, I enjoyed that there was a quote-unquote prophecy sort of a deal where she threw the bones and was like, okay, here's what's up. Her and, assumption uh, of what was up. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with prophecies and why I love prophecies. Because one, they will always come true if they're the correct kind of prophecy. And two, they are rarely what you expect them to be. Oh, yeah. 
And that is what I, I do like a good prophecy because it's just like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that this one did a pretty good job of oh, yeah. twisting what it actually meant. Yeah. It was good. good. I like the plot. Like, mm -hmm. I just really like urban fantasy and I really like this one. Um, world building wise, I think we kind of covered that with our characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got real into that because it's just so good. Yeah, I, I enjoy that he does the uh, the build up of shadow community in modern the modern world, which I, I guess the most urban fantasy does that. But to an extent, like some do better than others. His world building and the way, like I said, the way he flushed out his character characters, it did not feel like the first setup book, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because some books, I'm sure you guys sometimes will experience this, where it's like. If you read the first book in the series and then you read like five books later, it has such a different feel. And maybe it will, but for this one, it doesn't feel like just a setup book. It feels like you're in the world. Mm -hmm. This is it. <laughs> so I did like that. Um, yeah, and the the stakes are actually pretty big because he does kill uh, the god of what is it? The god of war? Is that right? No, it was. Wasn't he the god of love though? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he, <laughs> so the, well, he has a beef with the God of love. And so the, because I think he, uh, what he annoyed him. He humiliated him yeah. in that battle where mm -hmm. he got the sword that this is all about. Yeah. And so the God of love has been sending assassins Maybe. sort of after him for centuries at this point. And, uh, so he it finally just escalated to the point where everything came to a head, and so he had to uh, to have a final showdown, and it was that was not bad. Mm -hmm. um, I also like the manipulations that were happening because mm -hmm. he was being manipulated by so many people in yeah. this book, and like yeah, he came out where he was good, but like his realization in him just being like, I don't like this, and it makes sense, but like you know. Um, the one person was like, yeah, I need to do to kill my husband because he's been getting real uppity and I just need to get things taken care of. And he was going to betray her anyway, because this is how gods work. And then, um, who else? The goddess of death that was protecting him. She kind of also manipulated him because mm -hmm. she had the other goddess. Was she the goddess before? The goddess of the hunt? Yes, yeah. hunt. She was... It was just like everything. Like I love the whole interweaving where it totally makes sense. Like I just, I don't know. I just really liked it. Any dislikes of yours? I mean, like I said before, I don't usually go in for urban fantasy because it's a little too conversational for me. So I kind of wish that it had taken a little bit of a step out of his head a little bit. And so it would have been, I don't know. I, I feel like I would have maybe enjoyed it more as a third person instead of a first person. Honestly, I could see that sometimes. And this one I did like it because whenever it's sometimes when it's third person, I just don't trust the narrator. I just, you know, because sometimes you have that where the person is just like, yes, this is how it was. But then things happen. You're like, is it though? <laughs> and it's like, you know, they have those on purpose. I don't like unreliable narrators. <laughs> but um, for the most part, some of them I do. But um, for this one, I did like that we got to see his thoughts because like the witch who tried to curse him. And that was whenever the whole blood thing came back. Like, you don't want yeah. the witches to get a hold of your stuff. 
um, and him like <laughs> making her punch herself in the face or whatever, because that's what she was gonna. <laughs> she basically did a reflection spell, so <laughs> whatever hurt he was, she was gonna do to him happened to her. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh man! So, uh, would you change your rating? No, I, I think I keep it at four. Same. Four heads. I just really like this one. Um, any reading suggestions? Mine would be the Alex Verse series because it's similar. He's a um, diviner, uh, which is in the series for that one. It's like the lowest class of magician because they can't use magic themselves. They have to use objects. And so he's very scrappy as well. And I like that one a lot. And sassy. Yeah. And it's urban yeah. fantasy. So if you like urban fantasy, I would recommend that. What about you? I guess I'll just go right to the, to the big one and just go with uh, the Dresden files. Because mm. it's another sort of contemporary urban fantasy uh, he set up in Chicago. It's a little bit darker, I feel like. Which one is? Um, the Dresden files. Mm. It's it's not as lighthearted. Like, he doesn't have an Oberon to keep things a little lighter. Anyone messes with their Oberon, though, I would have to attack them. <laughs> oh, that is one thing I did not enjoy, was uh, the goddess of the hunt taken over, or taken, <laughs> sort of doing whatever she wanted to with uh, That's Oberon. how gods work. They yeah. don't care about ramifications because they don't have to deal with them. God. This is why people <laughs> should not trust gods or the fae. <laughs> hmm. Over here, anyway, I won't get into it. I just <laughs> just know that we shouldn't, and that's fine. Um, so, next, we will be going over... Uh, Legends and Lattes. I am looking forward to that one. I've heard a lot about it, so... Yeah, it's uh, somebody sets up a, the first coffee shop in uh, the D&D setting. I think it's in Thune, maybe? Thune. But uh, sounds like a pretty good time. David's already bought his book, so... I have. I will be prepared. <laughs> yes, because we're always prepared for these. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you for listening, book lovers, and we'll see you next time. This has been Chapter Chats with D&D. &D. Bye! Bye!